when you decide to travel long term, your grandma is going to go through the following stages. Denial, confusion, anger, and finally trying to contact Jewish embassies around the world to issue a warrant for your arrest. This behavior is completely normal and should not be feared. Hello everyone, I'm your host Arel, the couch surfer, the world traveler, mind-bender from Israel, or as my grandma calls me, the guy that didn't go to university. It's not supposed to be easy, it's a podcast that travels the world, meeting individuals from all disciplines and backgrounds, artists, entrepreneurs, farmers, learning from their experience and exploring the only question that matters. How can we disappoint our grandmas consistently so we can live the life that we want? Today the podcast travels to Mexico City, where you can enjoy the most confusing subway system in the world, together with a tiny population of over 20 million. Guys, prepare for tacos consumption, and let's sign the waiver at the airport that says, don't be emotionally attached to your phone, it will get stolen. We're opening the podcast with the ultimate badass. He's a young entrepreneur from Romania that sold his first business when he was 24. From that point, his life came crumbling down, and after two years of navigating a shitstorm that would probably make Uma Thurman from Kill Bill give up, he decided to move to Mexico and start over. Now Gabriel dropped some knowledge on me as we explored his views on moving to developing countries and how can we use travel as a vehicle to drive large transitions in our lives. Now this guy is basically like the Keanu Reeves of Romania. You can break into his house, kill his dog, but he'll come back at the end of the movie to shoot everyone in the most loving way possible. Before we start, just a quick thank you to Anna, the manager of Mexiki Hostel, where Gabriel and I met. Anna was kind enough to share her office with me so we could record this episode. The audio quality suffered a bit, but as you know, with great traveling comes great compromises. If you ever come to Mexico City, please check out her cool artistic hostel, Mexiki. Now, without further ado, let's meet Gabriel. Yeah, we're already live, man. Well, cool. Yeah, let's let's give kind of a synopsis, you know, like, where are you from? Where are you from, man? <laughs> yeah, so I'm from Romania. Uh, let's see, um, so my name is Gabriel. Yeah. I'm from Romania. I'm 27. Uh, <laughs> I just met Harel, who yeah. uh, told me, let's do a podcast. And I said, hey, why not, man? Let's <laughs> awesome. do it. <laughs> That's a great intro. For the... We're in uh, Romania. Uh, yeah. From the seaside, it's a city called Constanza. Okay. It's like the second uh, biggest city in Romania. Yeah, c- close to Bucharest or...? Two hours from Bucharest. I've been living there 26 years. And then it was uh, time for a change. So, uh, change it was. I started, uh, yeah, I changed my location, started traveling. Yeah, I like it. It's very similar to me. <laughs> Just a year, uh, year uh, kind of earlier, but yeah. A year difference. Yeah, interesting. Awesome. And what was that change like? So where did you move or...? Uh, so I, um, I moved from, uh, from Romania. I moved, uh, I chose Mexico. I chose Mexico. It was a, uh, uh, probably a year-long decision. Mm-hmm. And I was considering uh, Southeast Asia or, um, and South America. And yeah. then, it, yeah, chose South America because it's more, more culturally... Um, close to, to Romanians, we're also Latins, and then I chose Mexico because it's a free country. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I like freedom, I'm a big fan of freedom. Okay, So Mexico enough. is a very free country. Gotcha. Wow, so, so, so 26 years in Romania, then one year in Mexico. Yeah. And, I've and been then living. here we are. Exactly. Nice. 
that's a good story. <laughs> and what, what were the? Can you share some of the motivations for some uh, some the, of the events leaving? Yeah, yeah, just that? kind of the background to what made you uh, choose Mexico, or you, you said you, you explored a bit uh, South Asia or Mexico. Yeah, it was a. Um, so I might as well start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, so at around, with my life story, at around the 16, I started working as a freelancer. Okay. I was, make, uh, was making websites, did nice. that for uh, five years. Then at 21, I started a company uh, designing and uh, building and maintaining security systems. Uh, that went well. Sold, uh, we sold that business after three years. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then I started investing, okay. quote-unquote, <laughs> and I didn't really know what I was doing, uh, so I lost a lot of money, pretty much all the money that I made up until that point, Interesting. and uh, more than that, borrowing from friends, family, wow. and uh, I lost it all, and that triggered a, a very powerful crisis, hmm. that triggered the, uh, it, it, it was actually a four... Um, it it, it 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 was a f it w <laughs> there were four crises all okay. into one all at the same time basically so i had some uh, this problem with the lost losing yeah. all my money all my portfolio everything then uh, a couple of legal problems because of that and then a couple of love problems <laughs> of course it always kind of yeah merges into a tornado of problems exactly yeah. so uh, all of that combined were pretty pretty rough to 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 take hmm. um and then it the bumpy very bumpy two years mm -hmm. and then i was back to square one so to speak and then i said hey it's a um it's time to start over again and do i want to start over in the same place? Do I want to start over from uh, in another place? And I thought, hey, the world's a big place. Let's go to let's go to to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite the exposition, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, yeah it's interesting because I can imagine just uh, man that 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 that, that sounds like a, a bit of a war zone, <laughs> and then you exactly yeah you make you make the move exactly yeah right leading up to that I um. I I didn't I didn't even uh, realize in my mind that you could actually do that that you could actually travel and uh, live in, in another country, but I met a very interesting group of uh, fifty young people. I met them in Lithuania at a summer camp. Uh, summer camp was called Blacksmith for anybody that might be interested. <laughs> um, and uh, there I met a lot of young people that were. Uh, that were basically traveling inter international people, so to speak. Uh, they had either a location independent businesses. They had either some freelancing activity that they were doing. They either were having some money from yeah. their from their savings from their parents, whatever. Yeah. But without exception, they were pretty much um, all of them were going from uh, from the so-called developed countries. Um, to the, to the developing countries, so from the U.S. to Brazil, from Australia to Colombia, from uh, Europe to Thailand. So it was pretty much a pattern that I saw. And I thought, hey, um, I, I asked a lot of questions, I heard a lot of stories, and um, 
it made a lot of sense to me uh, because uh, there is this um, this gap between these places. Uh, a lot of uh, people in the again in the developed countries have a lot of skills where they could be put to good use in the developing countries. Yeah. What uh, are some of those skills? Um, for one, it would be even as simple as English, yeah. uh, speaking English. Uh, for yeah. example, in Latin America, there is a very, very high demand for English teachers, for English translators, what have you. So um, that would be one thing. Um, another thing would be pretty much uh, a culture of um, doing things well, I would say. <laughs> yeah, people are, are yeah. used to, to good services, good uh, high quality of, yeah, high quality of services. Okay. And in, in these developing countries, you don't have that. Mm. So our expertise, so right. to speak, gotcha. is... Uh, so basically, if you have your shit together, you, you can do good. Yeah, yes. yeah. And if you... Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, if you do shit well... Yeah, exactly. Then you can translate that into... Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, because I'm thinking that definitely, like, the marriage between, like you said, the, the qualities that they have and the, the mismatch between the... The, the environment, the, the developing environment, that's that's kind of the, the space you need to... Uh, exactly, it's like an explore. arbitrage, it's like a skills arbitrage, you, mm. you buy, you take uh, something from some place that is abundant and you take it yeah. to some place that is, is scarce, mm. um, it's kind of like that. Yeah. So uh, it, that, that was the, the, where I got the inception for, the, for this move. Mm. at that summer camp in Lithuania and I said hey I might just do that gotcha. and then with the crises okay. and everything I said okay this would be a good time starting from scratch this would be a yeah. good time to start in a new place and was that you were 26 when you went there I I was when I went to that when I met that group I was 24 actually 20, oh 24 yeah gotcha. and two okay. years after that oh, after wow. all the problems all the mm -hmm. issues I, at, I was yeah. 26 when I left Romania. Yeah. So, so it was a process of two years and from that summer camp to when you made the, the big move? Exactly, yeah. Okay. yeah. Until uh, it happened. Yeah. Let it cook inside you a bit, marinate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't even realize it was possible to do that. I was like going with the flow and uh, living in my home country yeah. and uh, not realizing the world is a big place mm. and that you, you're free to go wherever, to live right. wherever. That's very interesting that you didn't realize that because you had a, from 16 you started designing websites exactly. and being independent of, a, I'm assuming, of a physical place to do it from. Exactly, so, and I was working with people from yeah. all over the world. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting how it kind of escaped your, your radar, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, but maybe maybe took that kind of explosion of meeting so many people who are like-minded and have this uh, sense of how to navigate the world uh, economically speaking. Oh yeah. And then, yeah, it it took that critical mass to kind of put you, yeah, to put get a speed me going. on it. Yeah, exactly. To get definitely, you going. definitely. Yeah, I like it. So so those two years um, back in Romania, and kind of set up for all the crises. <laughs> exactly, set, of, yeah. set me up for all the crises. And also yeah. these things like gave me a, um, a deadline, so to speak. Because um, up until that point, I realized I had all the options in the world. I could have went to any place uh, at any time. 
but because I could go to any place at any time, I didn't actually do it. Yeah. Because, hey, why go now? Why not go in six months? And then yeah. in six months, why not go in one year? But that gave me basically a deadline like, hey, um, I have to like, right now I don't have nothing going on for me. Like I have to move. I have to get going. I have to do it. Um, so probably I, I would, I would say that again, if for somebody listening to mm -hmm. this podcast, uh, if you're like me, you're probably on the fence about, uh, or you have been thinking about, uh, starting a business, traveling, uh, whatever you may have in mind yeah. and, but you're not taking action because you're either, I don't know, overanalyzing, you're either, um, rationalizing not taking action uh, and uh, I would very much <laughs> take this time to argue to to right. to give a sign if you're waiting for a sign this is it <laughs> like just set a deadline and uh, hey do it what, what do you think about timing as because obviously you had a, a large setup for that I have um, so do you know the book uh, Vagabonding have you heard about it I have not. Okay, so this is this is a guy you have to get. You have to know. All right. So Rolf Potts, he traveled the world for 20 years or so. Uh, wrote the book uh, Vagabonding. I love this book. I speak about it with everyone. Um, Your blog is called the Vagabond yeah, Experience. Ex exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, now I'm changing the name, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, it, it was inspired from from this book. But um, so here's a quote from the the book. It goes. Uh, vagabonding is about gaining the courage to loosen your grip on the so-called certainties of the world, refusing to exile travel to some other seemingly more appropriate time of your life. And, well, it's uh, obviously, it's, yeah, and it's split to two parts, you know, the first uh, part talks about this emotional uh, kind of readiness to loosen your grip, you know, and to have the courage um, to be in an uncertain uh, kind of transition point. But then the second part is very interesting, like refusing to exile it to some other, you know, this is very amorphic, like one day I will do it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you think about timing? I mean, obviously you, you kind of advocate this as a, as, yeah. a, as a good platform for development. Well, um, we have saying in Romania, Okay. Like uh, what you can do today, don't leave it for tomorrow. The I would say the sooner the better. Uh, of course. Yeah, of course. Get your yeah, logistics yeah. in order. Exactly. Get your yeah, it took together. you two years. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Of course. But uh, the younger you are, the yeah. the better. Mm -hmm. uh, young people are more flexible. Yeah. Young people are more um, integratable, so yeah. to speak, in okay. various circles. So, uh, yeah, we have quite a lot of qualities that we take for granted, and the sooner the better. Gotcha. Yeah, it's definitely like a window that you want to capitalize on, you know, exactly. the 20s, the 30s. Are Looking bad. back on it, yeah. I did it at 26, I wish I would have done it at yeah. 21, <laughs> so, yeah. When you sold your, uh, was it 21 or? Was no, it 20? I, I, no, 24 oh, when okay. I sold the business. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay, it could have been then, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I assume that if if you kept that business going while traveling, it maybe would have benefited you even more. If you were in Mexico or in uh, the Philippines or a place where expenses are lower than Romania. So. Yes, yes. Yeah. For, for I'm 
I wish I would be there. I'm not yet there at yeah. the business as a business person. Mm -hmm. You have to like delegate the things. You have to put it on autopilot. Yeah. I have not managed to do that yet with, yeah. I think, any of my businesses. Okay. Any Fair of my enough. activities that yeah. I do. So yeah. Yeah, that reminds me that uh, I'm assuming you read the Four Hour Workweek by uh, Tim Ferriss. I, surprisingly, I have not. No, okay, and a lot of you're, you're like the <laughs> yeah, yeah, the kind of the archetype. But um, no, so there is a there is a line in the book that goes, um, removing the human element out of the equation. You know, so that's kind of basically the goal of every business would be to remove ourselves from it. You know, I agree. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, when I read it a few years back, I thought, how the heck am I going to do it with my tutoring business that has to do with me, physically me, my, my, uh, you know, my, my energies that I'm putting with the, with the students, my connections with them. I'm not going to replace, you know, the physical entity of myself with another person because it wouldn't necessarily work because I was, I was a solo performer, you know, it would be like, uh, I don't know, maybe, like Michael Jordan says, okay, I'm going to replace myself with someone else, you know. It, it just won't, won't work, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. in this case, I mean, you're the product, so yeah, to speak. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that, that I understood that that business was not scalable in the sense of how I went about it, you know. Some people do open uh, tutoring schools and whatnot, but, but that, that was uh, removing me from the, the ethos that I wanted to have with my business, which was all about the connections with the students, yeah. you know. So, so that was kind of not a, I couldn't apply that to my business, but what, what, what was your experience uh, or what is your experience with trying to remove yourself? <laughs> trying to remove myself. Yeah. Well, um, I, in my, in, in that company, I did have a manager that was handling everything, but uh, my relationship wasn't great with that mm -hmm. manager. So I would say you have to have a good, um, your partner has to be also your friend you have yeah. to be on the same wavelength and uh, you pr actually i would go so far even so to say that uh, you first need to have the the manager or the partner mm -hmm. before you have the business because mm -hmm. um or yeah you might have the, a business right. but uh, it, I, I think people uh, and people of good people people of character uh, are harder to find and to build exactly. and to train than, than building a good business. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's such a, an incredible point because I, I think the same way. Like humans are the most scarce uh, resource uh, exactly. on, on this planet, exactly. right? Like good quality humans. Exactly. That's so freaking hard to find. And uh, man, I, I, I so agree with that. Now, now I feel like I'm on a mission to kind of like this X-Men uh, recruiting mission, you know, to find allies, to find people, to find brothers, you know, to find people that can support me, I can support them. Yeah, you, you saw me with uh, Tyler. That, this, is, this is what I'm doing, you know. I just came from Valencia with a month with this guy from uh, Latvia, Otto, and we had an amazing time and we kind of uh, did a very, very intense experience of living together and working on a project together. Then I flew to Mexico to meet Tyler. I'm going to fly to uh, Texas to meet another guy. And uh, I, I think definitely to me right now in my experience in life, it seems like the key oh, yeah. um, to, to form those connections. And um, yeah, for sure. It's, They're really valuable, yeah, those connections. Definitely. Yeah. Well, why do you think that is? That, that, that kind of... Yeah, I mean, people can have amazing skill sets, but to to coexist with them in, in a company mm -hmm. or in an apartment is very difficult. 
you know. So so sometimes I I like to say that I prefer someone with a less uh, developed skill set, but that I can trust him yeah. and yeah. that I can get along with That's and I can have too. fun with mm -hmm. and just enjoy my experience with. Because my experience is is way more valuable to me than my achievements, you know. So the the if the process of getting a successful podcast would be um, uh, a nightmare, then I don't I don't care about the result, you know. So, but if the process is great, then it might, even if it's not as successful, but I enjoy my work and I have a good uh, staff that works with me, that's way more valuable, you know. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, in my uh, kind of... Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and it's just the human nature, like, um, if, if you're doing something on your own, um, yeah. you, 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 you're very volatile. Mm. And also with you, the activity is very volatile. Whereas if you have a team you can fall back on that team they can help you they can support you they can yeah. show you some some things that some perspective that you weren't aware of uh, a lot of good things can yeah, happen with a good sure. team yeah, yeah that that's incredible I, i i i we i spoke about it with otto how like one plus one is not two it's probably like six you know <laughs> exactly. and then like probably Synergy. five plus five is like a thousand you know yep. that that's that's the equation that i want to have in my head you know Yeah. So, so I'll start with one and one and one, but I, re I really want to reach a point where it's five plus five, you know, because then you see the exponential growth and, and you can maybe create something with, with a lot of value. Um, so how did you, or how, how are you approaching meeting partners or allies? Or well, to be honest, I just, I just realized and acknowledged that and I just starting... Mm -hmm. uh, basically picking out of my social circles people yeah. that um, that I deem trustworthy mm. I, it's a combination of yeah. magic it's like exactly <laughs> how the hell are we <laughs> gonna put that title on someone yeah. um yeah I think I think you I, I like to think that I'm a good people reader okay from the physiognomical yeah. uh, point of view and then uh, from their actions. Mm -hmm. So if I see a person that might be trustworthy, I'll try to get them on my team, so to speak, let's say, and yeah. propose them some kind of business venture. Yeah, fair enough. I like that. That, that That's, yeah, that, and, and in Mexico, have you had some... Uh, I, I just started, so in Mexico, yeah. I've had a couple of, uh, I have had a couple of um, activities. Mm -hmm. I was an English teacher. Nice. I was an Airbnb host. Mm -hmm. and I'm also a Bitcoin trader oh. and I think in all of these three activities I try to find people to help me okay. so let's see I was an English teacher and um, yeah by the way that's an awesome combination <laughs> English teacher Airbnb host and a Bitcoin trader that's what I want to be in a year from now <laughs> that's it, it all, and it all started from volunteering mm -hmm. so I just I am yeah it, it was like a mindset change from yeah. like what can I do for me to what yeah. care, can I how can I help other people how can I mm. help other people I was like down and out and I said okay fuck me I'm just yeah. gonna help people be a good Samaritan yeah and uh, interesting I, yeah I did a like a three week uh, volunteer uh, uh, session mm -hmm. uh, yeah I did a website for a guest house and in yeah. those uh, like Uh, like in a story, uh, uh -huh. those three weeks like uh, showed me a good uh, a good city where I can live in, mm. uh, and then a lot of good things happened. After that, I got the job as an English teacher, and that then that led to the Airbnb thing. 
and then uh, the Bitcoin thing I had in mind for yeah. had in mind for a while. That, that's that's such a great uh, organic development though, because we be now I'm thinking about it because I, I'm going to volunteer and I I did some I worked in a hostel in Colombia and uh, in a farm in Uruguay but just weeks not nothing too uh, significant, but um, but yeah I th I think that's a great point that we should <laughs> we probably should explore. Because I think a lot of people in these uh, situations, they're contemplating uh, volunteering, but it seems like, uh, how is this a vector for success? You know, like, how am I going to make money? What will turn out of this? But that, that gets you through the door of another culture, another uh, society. And, and it's a great opportunity, um, if we isolate it, to have a good experience, to help someone, to offer value. But then from there, you will probably develop some connections or some relations to a place that will facilitate, you know, an English job or the kind of the next step of that evolution. You know? Yeah. But, and if you're, again, I would say if you're thinking in terms of uh, how will that make me money yeah, and then exactly. you should probably change that. I, yeah, you're probably a douche. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. no, no. But, I, I was, I was yeah. so uh, such a douche, I was only thinking about myself. <laughs> of course, we're all douches. Yeah. But uh, changing that was really a good, uh, good call. A really, really yeah. good call. Like, Interesting. Uh, and I would add, yeah. I'm a big advocate of that uh, yeah. that mindset change, like okay, uh, from. Nice. And I I think also if um, I think it was Sam Walton, the the mm -hmm. the founder of Walmart, okay. that said that hey, when I started this thing, it wasn't my um, my idea to make a lot of money. It was just how to make uh, uh, not help people because that sounds mm -hmm. uh, suspiciously <laughs> uh, benevolent. Okay. But gotcha. like to like to have a really good uh, system in place to have a mm. really good uh, to provide have a, the best store with a lot of products with a lot of availability yeah. and all of that so you should mm. probably tackle that in angles like if you want to be the yeah. richest man in the world you don't yeah. go about it I want to be the richest man in the world but huh. how how can I serve the the yeah. most people exactly. how can I yeah yeah gotcha by the way I don't think uh, so when I said it I didn't mean uh, again as in a douchey way of I think it's it's more, there's an existential fear that we inherit from society, which is like, what do you do? What will you do? So it's more of a, of a survival uh, necessity in this society to know where you're going, you know. So I think if somebody says, I want to volunteer now a year in Brazil in hostels, their entire family will, uh, you know, have a heart attack and say, no, you're going to med school because we would want you to, at some point, you know, Follow the, the usual narrative that will maybe provide money and security and blah, 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 you know. And uh, they don't think in a sense of, yeah, I'm going to volunteer in a hostel and maybe one day I open the Airbnb application or uh, something like that. But, but I do agree that that's, the thing is, it is an organic uh, process and we shouldn't um, try to kind of envision the end point of it. We should just focus on, okay, this stage, I'm doing one thing and I'm giving it my attention and we'll see where it goes from here. Exactly, and yeah. you're not going to be doing the same thing forever. Exactly. Like you're starting, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're volunteering in a hostel and you meet some people that are doing, uh, they just moved to the country you're in and they want to start a business, they need people, start working with them, that uh, um, gives birth to another thing, you meet a girl, yeah. She, you start a family, of course. a lot of things might yeah. happen. It's always about the girl that you meet. <laughs> yeah. I find that women definitely have uh, the power to drive uh, traveling decisions. Let's just say that. Yeah, they they sure. do. And before we move on, I wanted yeah. to make a point um, about the family. Okay. Um, 
I've heard that story a lot. Like, uh, hey, I would travel, but uh, my mm. family wants me here or they want this for me. Your family has the best intentions for you and sure. you should probably listen to them. But if you kind of know what you're doing, you should... And if you think, if you think that uh, the path that your family chose will not make you the happiest person, you should probably go ahead and change that to their temporary disapproval and to go your way because if you do that you're gonna be happy so to speak or you have a chance to, to, yeah. to achieve that uh, uh, to achieve uh, what you set out to, to, yeah. to achieve and if you, that way you're gonna be happy they're gonna be happy too they, they want that your family wants you to be happy more yeah. than anything they don't want you yeah. to be a doctor they want you to be happy and that's what they think uh, or that's how they think mm. you're gonna be the happiest or the well right. best. Uh, yeah. 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 At least that's how they they were, and I guess, conditioned to think that that uh, brings happiness. Right? Exactly. But and, yeah. they, they ultimately, they want to see you happy. So do your right. thing to their temp. Like I said, mm -hmm. they they might not yeah. be happy for a while, but exactly. then if you. The yeah. I I, th I think well the yeah I think the point is definitely that we so. What if you don't have your shit together, you know, and you have no clue what you're doing, you know, and you're 25 or 6 and you had a company and you lost it or you didn't do, uh, you know, you were a waiter and then you got fired or whatever it is. And that, now you want to travel and explore some stuff, right? So your disposition or your kind of, um, yeah, your starting point is, is not the best as far as how you uh, feel your self-worth. And then you have your entire background kind of attacking you in a sense because you have this maybe another orientation and you say, well, I will explore this for a while. And everybody that is, you know, maybe your parents, they have more experience than you and they, they kind of block your, uh, your desire. Your so it's, options, yeah, 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 exactly. So it's very difficult to, to say to someone because it takes a very unique individual to kind of transcend the resistance of their background. And that, that's, that's what I find, you know, so, and I find that most people that are traveling are either transcending it or uh, suppressing it or just kind of have many strategies to cope with that resistance. You mm -hmm. know, I, I, I've, for me, uh, I wouldn't call it resistance, but I would call it a force that exists in me that, first of all, I'm away from my family. And that's, that's, a, that's a big thing emotionally to, to cope with. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and that, that is always in my mind, you know. And, um, and then there is the, the kind of the sense of I'm not aligned with, um, with some of them and how they, they think about um, my choices in life right now. You know, some probably think I'm destroying my life and this is uh, nonsense, you know, and this is what will come of it. But, but then I would say, and I kind of, uh, yeah, I would add another layer to what uh, you said. And I think once they see you function and do well, they will go along even with decisions that seem crazy to them. Exactly. Know? Because, like you said, their incentive is for you to be happy and for you to have a great life. And uh, if for you to have a great life is... Uh, if for them to... If for, <laughs> let's start with them. So if for them, uh, their concept of, of you having a great life is being a lawyer, and for you it's being a Russian ballerina, then you go and you do that. And then at some point they will probably, again... Probably not everyone, but they will probably kind of catch up to them. You know, it reminds yeah, it reminds yeah. yeah. Actually, reminds me of this story about um, one of my friends from France, and uh, she she's been traveling the world for I think six years now. Uh, a great traveler, very interesting character, and she told me this story about 
her uh, background from her family and um, I asked her because she always uh, mentioned that they, they, she had a lot of resistance and they thought she was crazy and whatnot and she was wasting her life and and then I asked her about um, so th did it improve uh, you know during the six years and she said uh, no, they stayed the same way. They, they were always annoying and, and they were kind of always resisting. Um, but, but in a sense, they, there is an acceptance in the system. The, the, maybe there is, the, there is no, a lot of positivity, you know, kind of that absent uh, from their attention, which is a shame. But there is an acceptance, you know, that the kind of... And then they see she's functioning, she's taking care of herself, you know. And, um, and I think that changes a bit, the dynamic. Yeah, of course, it does help yeah. to have like um, open-minded per yeah. uh, parents. Yeah, helps to have a great family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not everybody's uh, on that, uh, you know, yeah. side of the fence. But yeah. Well, I, again, and like to to give out a a more um, yeah. uh, useful formula, maybe. Okay. Say uh, so. Your example: you want to be a lawyer, and uh, they want you to be yeah. a lawyer. You want to be mm -hmm. a Russian ballerina. Mm -hmm. Go out there, try to be a Russian ballerina yeah. uh, for one year. You yeah. can always go back to your previous life. You can always back. Your parents will be there to support you, but uh, the 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 law school will be there waiting for you. But probably the Russian ballerina thing, yeah. it's it's closing um, sooner than you think. Yeah, I, I should get going on that, being a Russian <laughs> ballerina. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I th I think that's a big point, like reversibil uh, reversibility. You know, we we tend to kind of over uh, dramatize the, the situation and say, oh my God, if I'm making this decision now, leaving my country, selling my car, you know, like I did. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about it a lot about, no, it is reversible. You know, I will reconstruct my life in Israel if I want to, you know, oh, yeah. if I find that that's, that's what I need and want to do. Um, yeah, and I think mo most kind of Western background people, they have that luxury. You know, if you're from Germany and you want to live in Colombia, um, to be honest, you can probably go back to Germany at any time you want, oh, yeah. you know. And uh, if you come from anything close to, like, some supportive background, you can probably do it, you know. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. But, but it takes, again, it takes that, uh, takes that work with yourself to reach the point of saturation, you know. It, it, it reminds me of, uh, because, so are you familiar with uh, Eckhart Tolle? Yeah, I guy. have heard okay. of that film. Yeah, so no, no, no. Uh, so, so it's a guy. Okay, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Uh, so, um, oh, I thought you were say. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is um, yeah, like big Eastern philosophy kind of uh, thing. Um, but he's he's an amazing uh, individual, and he has a unique life story about how he kind of maybe transcended some of his suffering, and uh, and now he has this uh, message that he shares with people. He has a book uh, called The Power of Now. It's a, great, it's a great book and, and a great person. But anyway, the, the point is that he addresses how for a transformation to occur, it, mostly it takes suffering for that to happen. You know, it, it's, yes. kind of, it's kind of a yes. highway for transformation. Let's just say that. Uh, if you can endure it and use it to your... Uh, if, you can, if you can do something uh, with it, you know. If you can recycle your, your pain and your suffering and, and actually put them into something active, which I read from your story that I think that's what we kinda, you've yeah, kind of done. Exactly. Um, and I think that most people, they're probably on the fence or you know, having some, uh, so, some, yeah, so, some uh, orientation towards, they think maybe I should do this, maybe I want to travel, maybe I want to open a company, blah, blah, blah. Um, but their life is not uh, 
shattering down and, and uh, becoming a tornado, a tornado of uh, just, uh, you know, crises like, like you had when you were uh, 24 and then until 26. And um, yeah, it's, what, what would you offer to, because we spoke about timing at the beginning, mm -hmm. but what would you offer to someone that doesn't have that uh, shit show of, uh, of a setting, you know, and he wants to make that leap, you know, and he needs, he needs to create it, you know. That, and, that's uh, a very, very interesting, uh, that's a very interesting yeah. question you're asking. And yes, to, to agree with your first point, I very much agree at that in every crisis there's opportunity and there's yeah. opportunity to better yourself your situation whatever uh, side note I call that the Stevie J skill the Steve okay. Jobs skill okay he, he he I think he he was telling that story that he got fired from his company at one point mm. and it was the worst moment of his life but it made him do things again it was a crisis it made him do things that eventually started Apple and all of that and then looking back on it he said it was the, actually the best thing that happened yeah. to me again with me I'm very thankful for my crisis that happened now let's see yeah you, when, when you observe your life story did you kind of I, I, I think it was the best thing that happened to me okay. back then yes I, I thought okay. exactly that, that it, oh man I'm, I've had I've had like even suicidal thoughts and mm -hmm. stuff was bad. Like combine all sure. those problems, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, it sounds bad. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But, uh, now that I look back on it and it made me do what I did, it was the best thing ever. Actually, mm -hmm. that happened to me. So I would say I don't know how what a trick would be to recreate that. Uh, other than being reckless and going <laughs> into the like going <laughs> to the casino or yeah. doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, um, I, I, I definitely feel that traveling is, is the casino of life, you know. Mm. You, you basically say, okay, Mexico, okay, all the money, six red, let's go, you know. And people feel like that. They feel that they're gambling with their lives, you know. The, and that's a good analogy yeah. traveling is a casino of life yeah it's for sure is yeah we, we kind of Otto and I say that it's kind of life on steroids in a way but it it, it, it is a very rich um, platform for, for opportunities and, and kind of unexpected uh, nature too yeah uh, I, again I, I like your question a lot I do not have yeah. an answer for okay. it but I, it will be food <laughs> for thought because I really want yeah. to think about that what, yeah, exactly. how would a person because that does not have yeah, I'll, I'll tell you why, why I asked it because I think it's something that we we're a bit missing in our dialogue in, in a sense uh, in society because um, there are a lot of people that kind of had a, a, um, a complex life story and then it drove them to do things and then they don't really convey it well enough when they say okay you should go and do this because they would say something like uh, yeah you should do it as fast as you can you know but in a sense it took you years uh, of suffering before you did it as fast as you can, you know. Yeah. So, so you're right, yeah, yeah. So, like in a in a better <laughs> in a better um, way of of uh, portraying it would be no. Here is the reality of what happened. You know, it was yeah. tremendous shit for years, and then there was a quick transformation. You know, uh, my mother always tells me, uh, um, yeah. After ten years, he became an overnight success. <laughs> you know? so, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. That, that is definitely, I, I want to I add uh, another quote that I think, I think you're going to like, you know, it, it's again from uh, this guy called uh, Ed uh, Byrne. So he says, the special advantage of vagabonding is the experience of not really knowing what happens next. 
the challenges you face offer no alternative but to cope with them. And in doing that, your life is being fully lived. So, uh -huh. and, and the, the, uh. the first part, I, I definitely want to ask you about, the, from my experience, traveling feels like dealing with the unknown on a very consistent basis, you know. I arrive to a new place, I don't know, I don't know what the currency uh, looks like, you know, I don't know the, how the transportation system works, yeah? Just the, the literally small. But in a sense, uh, the, of course, the bigger uh, cloud to that would be, I don't know what to do with my life, I don't know uh, if I'm going to be happy here, you know. So how would you, um, what are your kind of the, your thoughts about being in a place where you don't really know what happens next, in a, in a sense? Not having this life narrative uh, of, okay, I'm doing this, and then I will probably get a job at this. Interesting. I think that we have become more and more addicted to predictability, so mm. to speak, especially in the westernized countries. We, again, it's that cliche, we're giving a... We're given a um, life path you're gonna yep. do this and you're gonna prescription go to yeah. yeah and we've become more and more accustomed to to having a um a script but it wasn't always like that and uh, our i would argue that our human nature is not hardwired towards that and i think exact like you said traveling is a very good antidote for that mm. for that false need for uh, predictability mm. and i think it's just we should just learn to embrace um, temporality um, pretty much every situation that happens to 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 appreciate it every person that you meet to appreciate it uh, every opportunity that you have to take advantage of it right. and learn to be a bit more yeah pro probably proactive and not uh, rely so much on a script that somebody else yeah. made for you and it's very difficult to do when you have, when you, for me, for instance, until 25, I did not travel. You know? mm -hmm. um, like I left so the country, yeah, like I left the country a few times. See. I would never call it traveling, right? Yeah. And so I was so disconnected with this opportunistic uh, reality because I, I just, I did not feel it. I did not see it in my experience, you know, because being in Tel Aviv for, for 15 years and I barely met any any new friend, let's just say, for, for a year or two, you know. It was very rare for me to meet new people or to feel that my life has uh, opportunities in it, you know. And I think traveling, like we know, even from the most basic uh, uh, encounters of uh, you meet a few th uh, people and then you go to another town with them and then you open a business with them or whatever it is, yeah? Yeah. And it's... It's very so. If if you if you didn't experience um, solo traveling for at least a few months, I think it's very hard to imagine what what would that be like. You know, it's very kind of hard to sell it to someone in a sense that uh, the opportunities do exist. You know, because if you're oh, yeah. from a small town in Romania, for instance, mm -hmm. your experience is those a few thousand people in your village or whatever yeah. it is, and. That, that you kind of copy-paste what you see to your behavior, right? Exactly. It's, there is no... You, you need a different input. Exactly. So you, you take the... I like that. You, you switch the dojo and you're going to get a different warrior. You know, that, that's, that's the kind of a thing. If you only stay with, the, with your dojo, with your town, you know, you're going to be a very specific uh, life martial artist, you know. But you have to switch the dojos around to get some different inputs. Um, in, in our case, it will be traveling and to experience different cultures or um, experiences a traveling culture, you know, which is kind of this 
um, free-floating family, you know, that you can meet in hostels or in all over, many are like in this uh, summer camp or, you know, in many places that can facilitate that. Exactly. Um, we are uh, generally, we have a fear of the unknown, but uh, if, if you're going to stay in your current environment, things are going to continue the way they are. If you're doing good, hey, go right yeah. ahead, continue there. But if you're not happy or you feel that things could be going better, hey, change your environment, change your um, your social circle. Mm. And yeah. But I do feel yeah. uh, we've been using uh, the word traveling a lot. Uh, yeah. And I think it <laughs> could okay. use a definition. Okay. Like yeah. for you, for example, okay. what does traveling mean? Yeah, that's, that's a very good question. <laughs> I, I like you putting me in the spot. Like that. Um, that's a very good question. Or I think, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I, I, I definitely, you, you can't start, but I think, I think I have uh, something I want to I, I would love yeah. to hear okay. your version. Yeah, for me, so it, it goes to the point of, uh, almost, um, I would, I would be, I want to make a comparison between, uh, being like, I guess an atheist or an agnostic person and to have, uh, like a fixed identity, you know, religious wise, like I'm a Christian or I'm a Buddhist or whatnot. Right. All right. So. In a sense, I, I find no value in saying I'm an atheist because it's, it's, a, it's like an empty title. It means nothing, right? So for me, traveling can mean nothing as well. So and, and another traveler that I, I met in Barcelona, he, he told me that um, in emptiness, there is, there is everything, you know, like, so when you, when you reduce yourself into the most uh, kind of minimalistic version of yourself, from, from that tiny point, uh, everything can grow, you know in a different way you don't know how it's going to grow you know? so for me traveling is that you try to reduce your life story and your identity to the the kind of the tiniest point that you can make you know for me it would be selling my car my stuff my guitar my bike you know and then i have these two bags and myself and from here in a sense anything can happen you know it will grow again because that's that's the organic uh, process of life i will not stay a seed you know, uh -huh. in the wind, right? But I will probably find another soil in which I will reintroduce uh, myself to to branches and, and growing again. Wow. Um, that, that, would be, <laughs> that would be my, my uh, yeah. That, that's beautiful, yeah. That, that analogy with the yeah. seed and the soil, yeah. Because it, it is in a sense that, because we, we kind of begin as seeds, right? And, and then we grow into these life trees, you know, like, oh, I'm from Romania, I'm 27, or I'm from Israel, I'm 26. And, and we have these, uh, these identities, I have my branches like this, you have them like that. And then some trees look at themselves or, and say, I don't, I don't like these branches that I have. Exactly. Or I don't like the soil I grew up in, you know, something similar to my case. And then you say, can I, can I reverse the process to, to a seed, flow in the, in the, go back to the wind and maybe catch another soil in another place or maybe continue the process and do it a few times. Yeah. But there is a big advantage in reconfiguring yourself. Exactly. And like you said, um, stripping yourself down, yeah. I think it's a good opportunity of stripping, stripping yourself down of the, probably the things you don't like about yourself. Mm -hmm. Back to being a seed, you, you, so some some beliefs that you have, some habits that you have would, would be what maybe interesting. I, I really like your <laughs> definition of. Uh, I, I wish I would have yeah. some uh, such um, such a beautiful yeah. definition. No, of I mean, hey, this is my my point was a bit more like um, uh, a protest against the conventional way mm. of traveling. Because when you say traveling, yeah. people uh, think 
going on vacation. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> going on yeah, vacation. That's, yeah, that you, you see, I, I I'm already getting red hearing that <laughs> word. You know, like someone from the hostel, by the way, asked me uh, last night. Uh, um, hey, are you? What are you doing? I said, Oh, I'm working on my computer. I said, Working? You're on vacation. You know? <laughs> and I said, Listen, uh, vacation is a word that I want to kind of uh, demolish from from our lexicon. Right? Yeah, I, I agree completely. And I, and I think, to, look, in, in a sense, it would be a bit douchey to say, like, these are tourists, these are travelers, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. A, a traveler, like a tourist, can mean anything, you know. You can be a very intelligent tourist, you know. You can be someone who is enamored with the, with the culture and the history, but he only goes for, for two weeks, he stays in a hotel, he takes some selfies, blah, blah, blah. But he has a nice experience, extract that, that's fair oh, enough, yeah. right? But I'm not against yeah, yeah. The going on vacation. Yeah. That's I'm against the selfies on bridges, by the way. <laughs> that, that's something I, I just don't understand. It's like, what's so unique about bridges that we need to take selfies on them? But, but, uh, but no, I, I really feel your, again, this protest, because I, I feel like I'm sharing a lot of the, the um, kind of the yeah. emotional... Uh, exactly. No, it, it's nice and everything. Like, if yeah. you probably need the vacation, you need yeah. the vacation. But it's good, mm. I think, to make the difference between going on vacation and yeah. traveling. And I think... A lot of the young people see around them what people are doing, i.e. going on vacation, yeah. and they do the same thing. But I would say that going on, uh, I think as a young person, you would should travel more than go on vacation. Like, take yeah. that budget for two weeks at exactly. a four or five star all-inclusive hotel, whatever, yes. and uh, and go traveling for three months, for six months, for how long you, you could exactly. do that. Um, learn the language yeah. of the country that you go to, uh, learn the customs, um, meet people from there, uh, try to, even try to do your activity there. Mm -hmm. Say you're a musician, try to yeah. give street performances. You're a business person, try to start a yeah. little business. You, you're a podcaster. Yeah. Is that how it's called? <laughs> yeah, record some podcasts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would argue more for um, for traveling as opposed to going on vacation especially for young yeah, people for sure yeah it just it seems like this distinction is kind of um you know it's in the air like how how would you say this or that but but i do agree that what you said about the the budget thing i think it's brilliant like most people spend on a weekend in paris what they would spend in two yes. years in peru you know <laughs> yes. but but they don't they they see the weekend in paris is the ultimate compensation for their hard work for for the year but for me it would be just now, being in South America, I understand, you know, obviously coming from Israel with a really stronger currency. Mm -hmm. And, man, I mean, it, it makes no sense no more. Like, to me, being in Paris makes no sense, you know. Screw Paris. Not going there, you know. <laughs> Hello, Peru and Colombia. But, but, but yeah, it, it's... It's what we see around yeah. us, like you yeah. said. It's just... Yeah. It's, yeah, but, but, yeah. But we're completely... Uh, uneducated on, on, on kind of how the world works as far as the currencies and, and the possibilities. Uh, that, that's mm -hmm. a big, big point we, we touched on. And um, yeah, and more than that, I think there is such a cloud of fear and, and uh, uh, unknownness to, to what it actually means to travel. You know, like what would you do? Most people, when you have a vacation, it's, it's a very uh, kind of a, um, directed Thing, you know, you go on oh, TripAdvisor, yeah. you do this and that. But if you say, I'm going to backpack in Australia for seven months, yeah, 
you may, I mean, it's redundant to say I have a plan. You have no plan. You know, even if you say, like, oh, I'm going to be in this city two weeks and then, yeah, and then you're going to get there and then you're going to get sick and you're going to get food poisoning and then something's going to change, you know. So, or you're going to meet someone awesome and you say, okay, I'm going to. And I would go argue there. you're better yeah. off with no plan yeah. when, you're, when sure. you're traveling, I, yeah, as in not yeah. going on vacation. Definitely. You, you're, yeah. you should be like free to. to to whatever experience, to like, if you meet some interesting people, to go traveling with them. Uh, to, if you like a city, to stay for like uh, two weeks, and if you don't like a city, to leave in like uh, two days. Yeah, I, I would say that for, for sure. traveling, no yeah. plan is probably better. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I th I think or, yeah, kind of to add to that, I think having some research or knowledge of the place you're going with, especially if it's a continent that has. Uh, um, like for instance Latin America, you know, right. knowing some Spanish before you come or oh, yeah. educating yourself on how dangerous certain areas are is very very effective. So, oh, yeah. I, I, so I wouldn't say like, I ah, just book a ticket and no plan, you know, no, like in a sense, reckless, yeah, yeah. But, but I like the, the point of no plan but yes to preparation, you know, uh, in a sense. Interesting distinction, yeah. yeah. Okay, because plans, uh, yeah, they're, they're you know, I, I don't, plans are like resumes in a sense, you know, I don't see too much values in them. Like it's it's a sheet that says, okay, I'm gonna do this, this, and that. A resume says I did this, this, and that. You know, mm -hmm. so so a plan is like a resume for the future in a sense. You know, uh -huh. but so I don't. For myself, I don't find too much value in it, you know, because I find that the, the nature of my experience and of gener the general experience of the people around me is so f fluctuating all the time that having, you know, my parents had a plan and then they got divorced, you know, the plan changed, you know, fair enough, life changes. And yeah, um, you can bet on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the real thing you can bet on for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, so for sure, but some preparation or education is needed. You know, Very much agree. Because, yeah, because you don't want to, the same as you don't want to throw yourself into uh, taking a psychedelic without, uh, when you're 12, you know, then you don't want to necessarily be 18 and a female and going to Brazil. You know, no, I, I wouldn't necessarily do it if you don't have some education or like uh, research and you say Brazilians will be upset with yeah. you <laughs> well sorry Brazilians but uh, but no you, you, you do you get the the direction of of course um, that in that context it would be better to research more and to maybe get a, a, like an organization that does a volunteering job and kind of have a have a very structured angle to 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 start this process you know but if yeah. you're 25 and you sort of have uh, some life experience, you know, and you've seen some shit and uh, you've been through some stuff, then of course you have some more, um, can you have some more room to say, okay, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm buying a ticket, you know, and I'm not necessarily reading about the place too much or uh, learning the language, yeah? And, and you're facing those difficulties along the road. But, but I don't want to send someone too soon to that fire and, and then see them burn completely and say, okay, this is not for me. You know, because look, my, the maturity that I had at 25 to start this journey and to tackle all of my demons that um, uh, arose uh, during this year, I did not have that even two years before. Okay, not, not saying like six years before, like some of the travels that I met, uh, traveling at 18 or 19. So it's yeah. a very subjective thing, you know. If, you're, uh, uh, if your readiness uh, is higher, then you should uh, capitalize on it, you know. But yeah. in my case, I, I know that my life was just, uh, kind of uh, building up, you know, to to the point where, you know, the 10 years of the overnight success of yeah. the 25 years of just 
a dense experience of just difficulty and se seems like it's moving slow, it's an exposition, you know, to, to a point where I say, okay, yeah, let's change everything, you know, let's be a different person. <laughs> it's um, uh, two, two things yeah. that uh, uh, in my mind, uh, I very much like your uh, distinction between preparation and planning, mm. and I think planning is... Uh, specific to vacationing and yeah. preparation to to traveling mm. yeah I definitely yep. prepare but don't yes. plan and nice. um, yeah I, I'm curious about you. Uh, you 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 said that um, have you had any crises yeah. or anything uh, so something that triggered your uh, your um, traveling starting mm -hmm. traveling yeah fair enough yeah, the second you said crisis, I thought of all of the crises I had this year traveling, you know, which were so many. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely share some of my uh, motivations with you. As in yeah. before you yeah. started traveling. Yeah, definitely. I think, so what, what I find with most people is that they have maybe a, a positive motivation for traveling. Like they want to explore, they want to learn uh, from different cultures. For me, it was more, I guess, more of a negative motivation. I come from a background which I don't uh, feel that I belong to. So being from the yeah, so being from from Israel and not, uh, I I didn't never when I look at my experience of 25 years living there, I don't find a single day where I said this is the place for me, and that that is a very sad statement, you know, and it's a very mm -hmm. harsh statement, but but it mm -hmm. but it's a very honest uh, way to describe what I feel towards that place, and um, and and this is something, this is this is a very big demon that kind of follows me around now traveling because. I don't feel that, in a sense, in the first few months, I, I did not really feel that I'm free to explore other places. It's more that I'm kind of, uh, it's, it's my way to deal with the past, in a sense, you know. But when I, when I left, uh, one of my great friends there, he asked me, um, first he asked me, what do you think about when you think about making a year abroad? And then I, and I said to him, I'm thinking about giving myself the greatest gift I'll ever give myself, you know. And then he said, that's great. Just don't be violent towards your past when you're building your future, you know. And for me, that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a very big challenge for me, to not, to have some compassion towards the situation I had before, um, kind of the, the emotions that, that, that I had towards the place, towards myself, towards the version that I was there, you know. Not to say that, no, now it's a completely different thing, yeah, but... But in, in a sense, it is very uh, distinct, you know, my behavior, my, my state of mind, my emotions. And I, in a, in a sense, I, I don't even know what I, uh, upsets me more, the, um, my, my disconnection with that place or me, in a sense. Because my Otto says, uh, if, you're, if you're in a good place with yourself, you will, you will probably be good in, in, in a variety of places, you know, excluding yeah. like North Korea. Yeah? Uh -huh. but, um, but if you're not good with yourself, then you're not going to be good everywhere. You know, that's something he said. And I think it, it's, it's not, I could not take that as um, kind of an isolated uh, um, phrase, but in a context, it makes sense. And, and, the, and the context is that for me, I, I wasn't good there. You know, I wasn't feeling good there. You know, I wasn't finding happiness. I wasn't finding consistent uh, satisfaction. You know, the, uh, the soil yeah. for the seed was yeah, exactly. Yeah. The soil was yeah. The combination between the soil and the seed did not produce uh, a robust tree. Did not produce a happy tree, right? And um, so, so, so in a sense, I had to, I had to, kind of deconstruct and then see 
see what's out there, you know, and and see if I can, if I can construct myself in another place. Um, but but in in for what he said, I think that um, you could be not good with yourself, traveling, you know, and at some point, just just being uh, not good in yourself and switching those places will affect you and will start to heal you. So I always say that traveling is a, is a great medicine, you know. And for me, uh, the medicine worked up until a few months ago, and then it, start, it kind of became uh, uh, something that attacked the user, in a sense, you know. Uh -huh. It transformed and it became sort of a poison because I felt that I was escaping, um, escaping forming again, you know. I was, I, was, I was enjoying this sense of I am this seed, you know, around, uh -huh. and there was... Because the last time I grew and formed was not something that brought me yeah. happiness, that the temptation of staying as a seed is very big for me. Uh -huh. you, know? you were resisting yeah. that, uh, that yeah. in the last, forming. In the, last, uh -huh. uh, um, in the last 18 months, I haven't uh, stayed in one place more than seven weeks. You know? So, hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so it's... It's it's uh, it goes to the point of that the seed doesn't really want to to reform in a sense because it's it, it's so trauma like I, I am in a sense very traumatized then from the the formation that I had because it wasn't facilitating what I wanted for myself that I have a great uh, existential fear from investing uh, uh, the growth in one place again mm -hmm. because it might not lead to what I want for myself you know I see yeah. So well, now that um, the first time it was by default, now it's yeah. by choice. Exactly. It's that, that, that's, that's something I, I really appreciate you saying that because, yeah, that, that, that is, you know, when I, when I was younger, um, I, when, when I was nine, my parents got divorced. And then after a year and a half, my mother, um, we lived in Jerusalem, close to Jerusalem. And then my mother took me and my brother to Tel Aviv. And that shattered my world. That was a change of, you have to, ch so my family kind of broke apart and then I had to change my, uh, my friends and my school and my city and everything I knew. And I was resisting like someone that was going to be sent to a black hole. I didn't know what's going to happen, you know. And through, I would say up until 18, I had at least 10 to 15 um, kind of transitions between my mother and my father and switching apartments. And my life was very much about changes. But all of those changes were coming from an outside source, which was my uh -huh. parents, you know. And this is me taking the control of the wheel and saying, I am deciding right now. I, am, I have the button to say, okay, is it Mexico or is it Israel or is it whatever the heck it might be. But uh -huh. I, the, the seed now feels that the wind can do whatever the heck it wants, but at the end I will make the choice where to, where to stay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and in a sense, I'm not looking for one soil because I find uh, such, um, such a big value of just the process of... Um, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we're, yeah, we're human, we have feet, we're not trees, we don't have roots. Exactly. We have that, yeah, there's a good quote by Seneca about that. Like, uh, yeah. I wasn't born a tree and, and like the world, yeah. Seneca it, yeah. said that? Yeah, Seneca said uh, like right. uh, the world is huge, I'm not for a corner, uh, nor am I a tree, you know, or something like that. And, uh, and I, I, find it, I find it great, yeah, of course, that, that's the thing, you know. Uh, but most trees don't have the, the luxury to reform, you know. But we as humans, we, we do have that, you know. We can kind of hack the software of, 
of our mind in a sense, you know, if we have enough suffering and enough, uh, like just um, the luck to be born in certain places. And we, we can, we can kind of, uh, I like to call it, you go to the uh, direction room of your life. You know, you speak to the director. You said, okay, I want to take this movie in another direction. I want to change the character's name. I want to, <laughs> you know, put him in another background. I want to make it from a horror movie to a thriller. And uh, I want to do it now, you know. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, okay, okay, so bring the, bring the writers. Let's, let's get going, you know. Yeah, and I would argue even it goes good, it goes bad, it's your decision. At the end of the day, it's you, you're going to be yeah. probably satisfied. But if another person takes the decision, you don't know, it's going to go well, you might not be happy, it might not be what you wanted, it goes bad, you're going to be blaming that person. Yeah. It's your life, take the wheel. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Yeah. Man, thank you so much for this. All right, man, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it was a new experience. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this one, guys. After the conversation, I spent a week visiting Gabriel in his city, Valladolid, in the Yucatan area of Mexico. Being around someone so creative and pragmatic literally felt like shadowing a real-life ninja. So big thank you to Gabriel. And for the next episode, the podcast travels to Austin, Texas, one of the hippie meccas of the world where people eat kale instead of tacos. So stay tuned as I speak to Liz, a professional dancer slash yoga teacher and a friend. So thank you for listening, everyone. And mom, who's probably the main listener for the first episode. I'll see you soon.